Can I have your attention for a moment? Listen. It's like you can give your time, your talent, your testimony, and be a philanthropist. So I really wanted to get those diverse voices out there, people of color, black people, Filipino people. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 65th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. This edition is brought to you by Abena Afora Clothing Store and Salon for all your African fashion and natural hair care needs. I'm very excited about today's show, which focuses on giving and innovation to areas that are extremely pertinent to the black community. In fact, when we founded Black Brand as the third iteration of the Black Chamber of Commerce for the Hampton Roads region, we founded it around the principle of group economics. So this notion that if we practiced circulating the dollar in our community in the same fashion as other communities, we could truly build stability and in turn build wealth. So today we have a very practical example of what that looks like. Uh, joining us first is Vivian Odin. She is the Vice President for Special Projects at the Hampton Roads Community Foundation, where she leads the foundation's work on diversity, equity, and inclusion. She spearheaded Hampton Roads' first celebration of Black Philanthropy, uh, Black Philanthropy Month, rather, in 2018. Recently, she co-created Unmasking Hampton Roads, a three-part learning series designed to help residents of the region take off their masks, be candid with, with each other about race and racism, and work together to make our communities more equitable and inclusive spaces for everyone. Vivian comes to this work after years at the Community Foundation. She was the Director of Donor Services until being promoted in 2019. And before joining the foundation in 2006, she was a project manager and webmaster at Liberty Tax Service and the Youth Coordinator at the Unitarian Church of Norfolk. Vivian earned an undergraduate degree in business administration as well as a master's degree in public administration with a concentration in nonprofit management from Old Dominion University. She's a graduate of Lead Hampton Roads and the Council on Foundation Career Pathways Program. And she was named to Inside Business Top 40 Under 40 in 2018. What an honor to have you, Vivian. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. No, I appreciate you being here. And of course, the great work that you have done and are doing now with the Hampton Roads Community Foundation. So let's start there. What is the foundation? What essentially, how does how does the foundation work? What does it do? Yeah, so the Hampton Roads Community Foundation was established in 1950 as the first community foundation in Virginia. And now we're currently the first, um, the largest grant and scholarship provider in southeastern Virginia. We give out grants and scholarships and we've given out about $282 million in grants and scholarships oh, since geez. we've been established. So donors entrust us with their funds from all walks of life and we set up those funds through donor advice funds where donors can advise throughout their lifetime or unrestricted fund where the donor is allowing the foundation to make decisions through our community grant program. Okay. We also have designated funds where the donor can designate a particular organization and that organization gets a check every year. They don't uh -huh. have to do anything but just continue to do great work in the community. And so many people know us from our grants and scholarships, but we also have initiative work that we have been doing for years. We've been doing work in early childhood education and workforce development and entrepreneurship. We've also um, been doing work around racial equity, which is fairly new to the foundation. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's how I found out about you guys. Like, you know, you really kind of turned up that 
spotlight on that race piece. So I love it. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's something um, fairly new to us. We wanted to be proactive mm-hmm. in that space. Um, we realized that history, many times people don't know the history, mm-hmm. don't know about racism, different laws that have impacted us mm-hmm. to where we are today. So the foundation really wanted to have people learn more about the laws around racism and then also come together now and have different conversations. You mentioned I'm asking Hampton Rose, which is something recently that we've done. Mm -hmm. um, And we did that in October and November Mm -hmm. and just bringing people together to have conversations, to hear different perspectives. Many times people might have different experiences, but that can change your whole thinking around how you look at race, how you look at racism, how you look at disparities in education Mm -hmm. or health or wealth. Absolutely. Um, So it it was really important to bring people together to be able to engage in that aspect. And then we also do civic engagement forums around mental health, disconnected youth, um, workforce development. So we're doing a lot more work. Um, A lot more outreach. Yes. I love it. Can you tell me how was the Unmasked series received? Was it... Was it pretty popular? Yes, it was really well received. We had the first one in October in Virginia Beach, and Mm -hmm. then we did a second one in Portsmouth. And people were just excited. We had people saying, are you going to do a masking peninsula? Mm. Are you going to do something on the peninsula? (laughs) That's always good. (laughs) Yes, because many times people will live on the south side but work on the peninsula or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So they're like, how are you going to engage the peninsula on this? How are you going to engage youth? They wanted more youth involved in the process. One thing that we did do was we worked with um, ODU, Norfolk State, Tidewater Community College, and some high school students to be table guides. So the first day, we posed the question to the attendees, when was the first time you were aware of race or racism? And we had table guides, youth, being able to lead those conversations, which was powerful. They were able to guide adults in that conversation. Mm -hmm. So uh, we tried to engage the youth, but we can bring more youth to the conversation. Mm -hmm. So it was very powerful, well-received, and people want more conversations. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Fantastic. And so tell us about this new giving circle work. So I saw, I believe it was an article in the Virginia Pilot, or maybe it was Inside Business, about your new giving circle initiative for the African-American community. Yeah. Say more about that. Yes. So in 2018, you mentioned um, me spearheading, bringing the first Black Philanthropy Mom celebration. Mm-hmm. So during that year, I was went through a leadership program through the Council on Foundations, and we had to do a project with many leadership programs that happened. Mm-hmm. And so I said, what am I going to do? What mm-hmm. type of project am I going to do and to really bring change for the community? So my project, Missing Voices in Philanthropy, it was really wow. about engaging voices that people don't traditionally see as philanthropists. When people think about philanthropy, they think about Bill Gates. Mm -hmm, They think mm -hmm. about people with a lot of money. They're not thinking about themselves as philanthropists. Like, you can give your time, your talent, your testimony, and be a philanthropist. So Hmm. I really wanted to get those diverse voices out there, people of color, black people, Filipino people, Asian Americans, um, other people from the Asian community, Hispanic community, to really put their voices out and let them be heard as philanthropists. So I did the Black Philanthropy Month celebration, brought in the Solar Philanthropy exhibit, okay, um, which highlighted black philanthropists. Okay. I also did a video of our black fund holders highlighting their stories. So um, at the- That's innovative. 
Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I felt like we really needed to get those stories out because mm-hmm. many times people don't hear those stories. Mm-hmm. So it was really important to do that. The opening night of the Solar Philanthropy exhibit, which ran at the Slova Library for two weeks, we had a panel discussion. Okay. On that panel was Valeda Fullwood, who is the co-creator of the Solar Philanthropy exhibit. She's also on a part of a founding member of the Black Giving Circle in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. So that okay. concept of giving circles came up. And people are like, what is this whole giving circle? So I had conversations with black community and civic leaders about the idea of bringing a black giving circle to Hampton Roads. Mm-hmm. Something new, something to engage people in philanthropy, something to engage people in endowments. Many times people see philanthropy as one traditional way. People don't know, understand how endowment works. Right. Um, so I thought it was very important to and break it have endowment. you break that down as well. So I'll let you finish your thought, but then we'll come back to specifically what is an endowment? How does it work? Okay, sure. Yeah. So it was just really important to engage the black community around that. And so we did this August for Black Philanthropy Month. We announced Visionaries for Change, okay. which is um, the Black Giving Circle, where we people bring their funds together. They pool that in an endowment fund, and then they're able to make decisions around giving and supporting causes in the black community. Okay. They're able to have a voice at the table in philanthropy that many times that voice is missing. Mm-hmm. And so this gives them an opportunity to do that. And so we have several members in the community, founding members that I came on board. I've come on board as a founding member, awesome. but we have people like Vice Mayor Jimmy Gray yeah. from Hampton, Sheriff Gabe Morgan from Newport News. Randy we have, Williams from Tally. Yes, yes. <laughs> awesome. Dr. Britt. Um, awesome. Valerie and Bishop Kim Brown. So we have a lot of people that came on and they said, leveraging our funds together Mm -hmm. to start a fund at the foundation is Mm $25,000. Not everyone has that or not everyone is willing to give that up. Right, right. So, but you can't... the value in that. Correct. Yeah. But you still can be engaged in philanthropy, and this is a way of doing that. And so people can learn more about Visionaries for Change on visionariesforchange.org. Okay. Um, to learn more, they can still come on as founding members by the end of the year. They still oh, have wow. time. Okay, good. So, okay. Man, I want to ask more about that, but let me let me jump to this. Let's talk about what an endowment is, what it means. A big focus here is education, right? So we know people are trying to figure out how do they leverage their money. Um, what's an endowment? So school an, us. Yes, I'll school, I'll school everyone. <laughs> so an endowment fund is really um, bring your funds together in an endowment where that endowment grows. So okay. you are investing it however you invested in um So we use spider management for our investment out of the University of Richmond. So you invest those dollars, and then the idea is for the dollars to grow. But you're still able to spend off money and give money to an organization that you care about. So as your endowment grows, 10 years from now, you might have started off the endowment with $50,000, let's say. Mm -hmm. 10 years from now, it could be at $150,000 or $200,000, depending on the investment. But you're still able to give off $20,000 or whatever amount that you're able to spend off over the years. So it really helps. So what makes what makes it different than just a savings account or an interest bearing account? Why we applied the term endowment to it? Is it because it goes to a specific cause? Is it because how does it work, I guess, mechanically? Endowment is more long-term in the charitable sense and the charitable causes. So it's thinking about using that money to be able to give to a nonprofit organization. So many times nonprofits come to donors 
And that donor might not want that nonprofit to know who they are, so they're able to stay anonymous. Mm. And it's really able, it's about leaving a legacy. Okay. It's about having money going for years. Gotcha. Um, I think about estate planning mm -hmm. is another thing that many times in the black community, it's we lacking. are not doing well. I was reading an article, Black Enterprise, 50% of African Americans do not have a will. Mm. And so I think about the generational wealth that is being lost and not accounted for because we don't have it. So if you're owning a business, if you own a home, where does that wealth go when you go on and you haven't set up a will? Mm -hmm. So so when you're thinking about endowment, you're thinking about long-term, you're thinking about legacy, what do you want your legacy to be? You're able to name that endowment, so it'll have your name. So let's say you want an endowment named after Blair. Durham. Oh, goodness gracious. You're <laughs> But You're I got able to do that yeah, and, okay. and be able to designate where you want those funds to go. Got it. Wow, I love that. In the event that you've just tuned in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today. Uh, Vivian jogged my memory that I should say that. We're, we're chatting with Vivian Odin, who is the Vice President for Special Projects at the Hampton Roads Community Foundation, having a conversation about giving and the uh, Visionaries for Change newly minted giving circle. You indicated that there's still time to become a founding member. Yes, so it's still time to become a founding member. We have founding members that have already committed um, different levels. So at the leadership level, they committed $5,000 a year for three years. Okay. Individual, $1,000 a year for three years. And couples, $1,500 a year for three years. Okay. And so this is still new. So, yeah, But as a Giving go. Circle member, they will be able to decide where those funds are going to, what causes and organizations in the black community that they want to support. So yeah. they're still able to do that. So they can go online, visionariesforchange.org, mm -hmm. to learn more, to see all of our other founding members we have about 55 founding members already Fantastic. so um and people are excited yeah. about um, what this means for hampton roads they should be we've got a few more minutes what other initiatives pertinent to the black community is the foundation either working on now or um intending to work on you want to share any any other thoughts there or share with us maybe some of the long-term projects that the giving circle is looking at uh, supporting have there been any conversations there yet so we're still new with yeah. visionaries for change and so at the leadership circle level trying to really decide what that looks like as far as the structure and everything mm -hmm. with the giving mm -hmm. circle and then we'll be able to decide as far as funding so the whole idea of an endowment fund you want the funds to grow so you'll be able to be able to make a bigger impact in the community being able to put more dollars out there so we're still early still in the planning phases mm -hmm. with um, visionaries for change as far as the Hampton Rose Community Foundation and the work that we're doing we racial equity is huge for us we have an equity statement I know I don't have time to read that but yes, you do with you have an equity statement yes okay so now I got to put you on the spot again right because I'm big on definitions equity versus equality what's your take so I'm going to go back to something I heard at the Unmasking Hampton Rose event. And one of the panelists defined equity and equality. And I really liked how it was defined and said equality is giving everyone a shoe. Mm -hmm. And equity is giving everyone a shoe that fits. And that's I think good. that's so powerful. That's and I really yeah. liked the panelists that mentioned that. Um, I think it was Lavelle White, okay. who is okay. an educator that had that definition. So that just sticks with me. And I think it's so powerful because many times people get equality and equity mixed up mm -hmm. and they're not the same. Mm -mm. 
share the equity statement, please. Okay, so I'm going to read the equity statement with the Hampton Roads Community Foundation. So we believe that racial equity is essential to the success of our region and its people. We further believe that advancing a more equitable and inclusive community is core to the mission of the Hampton Roads Community Foundation. Race has long held a defining place in American society. It is embedded in our culture, laws, and policies, educational institutions, and economy. The result is a system of racial bias and inequities that limits opportunities for people of color. If left unchallenged, such structural racism threatens our future. To be sure, this system is bigger than the Hampton Roads Community Foundation and the region. It is nonetheless a powerful force pushing against a thriving community with opportunity for all, what our community foundation envisions for the people of Hampton Roads. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> all of that snaps everything. Wow, okay. So talk a little bit, as we've got just a couple minutes left, about how you can be contacted, how folks that are just looking to connect to initiatives um, by the Hampton Roads Community Foundation can find out more. Yes, so um, you can go on our website, hamptonroadscf.org. We also have an event coming up on January 21st in partnership with Norfolk State University, Odemi University, and Virginians for Reconciliation, where we're going to bring descendants from the cases of Dred Scott and Plessy versus Ferguson to really talk about laws and how laws have impacted our society around racism. So hmm. that event is at Norfolk State Wilder Center on January 21st at 7 p.m. If people are interested, they can go once again to our website, hamptonroadcf.org. If you want to learn more about Visionaries for Change, you can go to visionariesforchange.org. Visionariesforchange.org. Just making a note because I'm going to reiterate that later in the show. January 21st at 7 p.m. at the Wilder Center, correct? That's correct. Okay. And what's the name of that event? It is around um, Sons and Daughters of Reconciliation. It's Ooh. around Dred Scott case and Plessy Awful. versus Ferguson. Sons and Daughters of Reconciliation. Yes. I hate to try to be at that. Okay, awesome. Awesome. And then visionariesforchange.org for people that might be interested in becoming a founding member this year, just learning. Just learning more about Visionaries for Change. We are excited. We have a lot ahead of us, and we're excited about the work that we can do in Hampton Roads. If not a founding member, they can still come on as an annual member in January as well. Okay. And say I'm interested in, uh, in creating a new endowment through Hampton Roads Community Foundation. How, what kind of process is that? So we have, I have some colleagues that are in development, and okay. so um, they will walk them through the process. If they have a professional advisor that they work with, okay. they can go and work with a professional advisor. So that is a way that, so Kay Stein, she is our vice president for development. Okay. She, they can call her, um, her contact information, HamptonRoseCF.org or 757-622-622. 7951 if they want to talk more about an endowment fund and what that means and setting that one up personally or for their organization. Love that. 757-622-7951. That's correct. To reach Kay if they're interested in creating an endowment fund. Wouldn't it be awesome? I know I was speaking with uh, Sharice. Yes. And she was saying that of the many thousands of funds inside of Hampton Roads Community Foundation, there are very few that are uh, specific to the black community that were set up by, you know, black founders, et cetera. So what an awesome initiative just to see many more funds being set up, right? Yes. Many more endowments. When I think about a Norfolk State University, for example, you know, needing 
more endowment. That's I feel like that's up to us to do, whether we've attended Norfolk State or not. You know what I mean? To create that opportunity. So I'm super excited about the work. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes, I think it's yeah. so important. And, and I really want to educate people on endowment because I've served on nonprofit boards and I just know how powerful endowment could have been mm-hmm. for different organizations that might have had closed because they didn't have the fund funding. So you talk about Norfolk State and thinking about other um, HBCUs out there, how an endowment fund they can benefit from. Many universities that have endowment fund, they have focus on that endowment. That endowment is growing and they're doing great work at that university. So just to be able to keep that legacy on at that university, having that endowment, having people support that, thinking about long term, I think it's really important. So yes, I... Very important. The power of endowment is important and I really um, push that a lot because people really need to know about that. I love it. Well, Miss Vivian, that is just about our time. It's been a pleasure having you on. I certainly I hope to have you back as the Giving Circle grows to talk about, you know, the awesome things that you all have undertaken. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me today. It's been a pleasure, and I, I look forward to hopefully coming back. Yes, we will make it happen. All right, sounds good. We'll be back in just a moment. When the conversation is good and the friends are even better, you'll find a wine that brings it all together. Shoe Crazy Wine. Remember that name, Shoe Crazy Wine. Available at Costco, Kroger, and these other fine retailers. Peace. I'm your brother, Crump. I have a new podcast called Snatched. Sorry. You're about to get snatched. It's the best of my YouTube channel, Crump TV. You're listening to the Snatched Podcast. In audio mastered format. Snatch and run! On Blueberry, Android, the Edgy Podcast, Stitcher, Digital Podcast, and Speaker. Ever experienced what snatching is like. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Welcome, welcome back to the 65th edition of Black Wall Street Today. It's time for a special edition of hashtag add this to the list. We're sitting now with Miss Teresa L. Lucas. She is the founder and CEO of 4.0 Inventions LLC, an innovation and product development company. As an innovator at heart, Teresa has been a business owner and partner at Lucas Lodge LLC, uh, which is an adult group home for persons with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Teresa has served Lucas Lodge for more than two decades working in the capacity of human resources director. Teresa works alongside her daughter, Nicole, who's the COO, and her son, Ryan, who is the CFO of 4.0 Inventions LLC. Teresa's also served her community as a political volunteer since 1984. Welcome to the show, Teresa. I heard that was a good year, by the way. Yes, thank you, Blair, (laughs) for having me on. No, I'm super grateful to have you. And so I understand that you've developed a new innovation that you're going to share with us today. Yes. I'm so excited to hear about it. Thank you. Yes, um, over time, I've uh, never thought of myself as an inventor, but my father was an inventor and um, he passed on in 2014. And it's something, a bug hit me a year later after my father's passing. And I just came up with all of these inventions, inventions and new innovations. And so I had always been a businesswoman who carried two cell phones. And I was like, okay, this there has to be a better way to do this. And so I came up with the smartphone. It's called TNR. And it's a smartphone that is operable on both sides. It works on the front equally as it does on the back. And one side is for the personal use, and the other side is for 
business use for business professionals. Um, we looked at this as a play for executives and business people, but as we have done our research, it's also a huge play for the millennials. Mm -hmm. uh, we just re released our first uh, pitch video. With um, our scene. You guys yes. did a phenomenal job with that. Thank you. And wow. we are excited. And we have a second video out, but we're not ready to release that one yet because okay. um, we, we have to get some, some contracts and things of that nature sure. um, signed. But I am really grateful to um, Simon Matthews, who did my videos from op um, Open Door Media Solutions in Virginia Beach. Okay. But over the time... I was working with the Norfolk State Innovation Center, been um, in the incubation over there since February of this year. Okay. And um, just kind of worked and chipped. And Isn't Nicosia amazing? Oh, she is <laughs> awesome. And uh, she is the one who introduced me to my um, now consultant, and I consider him as my mentor, Jim Franklin, who... Uh, together, we have been uh, talking with uh, several people so we can get this uh, product manufactured by main, mainstream manufacturers as it and as it moves on to uh, the distributors. That's what I want to talk more yes. about. Let's let's start with the process. Yes. Um, I think a lot of us have something in our minds that we'd like to see yes. in our hands, right? Yes. But you are figuring out how to do that. Yeah, and um, Blair, it's by no stretch of anybody's imagination is this an easy process. But you do have to believe in yourself enough to know that, okay, I've been given this thing mm -hmm. and I'm going to run with it and I'm going to take it to the end. And so... Anybody who is out there interested, if you feel that you have an invention or something that you feel that is um, noteworthy, mm -hmm. even it doesn't have to be on a larger scale in any on any level, mm -hmm. um, see it to the end and make sure that you do your due diligence, do your research and find out that if it's something that is uh, we could meet the market that would be a viable product or a service or some type of training and um, just making sure that you study, you learn, you connect with people. Networking is key. You have Huge. to get yourself out there to get your brand out there to connect with good people who can also lead you to other people who would be a beneficial for you and your business. Absolutely. Let me ask, do you have a prototype as of now? Well, I have a phone? digital prototype. Okay. Um, I think, did Akosia send you that second video? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I okay. feel like I've seen yeah. it. And, uh, it's, we have a, a, a video which is a digital prototype, and um, it uh, illustrates what the phone actually does. Because now a lot of uh, my friends and co-workers and people just through social media has seen the first video, but they haven't seen the second video that we haven't released yet mm -hmm. simply because we're trying to get contracted out. And mm -hmm. I just didn't want to give away too many uh, trade secrets. Absolutely. But just so I can give, I will give a little bit of it yeah, away. I mean, you got to at least talk about yeah. that hardware that would even make such a product viable, right? Right. Um, well, we're we're going to be working with the mainstream industries because we're trying, we're getting ready to be in talks with some folks so we can ascertain a licensing deal. Uh -huh. And pretty much after that, they're going to just run with it. Uh, we will have probably very little control over it after that point. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as the phone itself, um, we have uh, new technologies such as our panoramic uh, 
camera, which will take a full 360 picture. Um, while you're in any text wow. mode, um, if, say if you wanted to text your friend, it can now have the capacity to inside of your text to have a dictionary icon, um, unlike the auto check. <laughs> it has a full okay. dictionary, so you will Ooh. be able to look up words within the text texting module mm -hmm. you will be able to underline italicize bold and highlight in with in inside text. your text messages oh, now that's yeah I like and that. um one last thing i will go ahead and give this away we have holographic technologies that mm -hmm. we are going to bring to this um new innovation and this is something that is just so amazing we've talked with so many people about this project over the last few months and um it it seems like Everybody is in love with it, and we're just ready to run with it and get so on to our next step. We're talking about I can project the keyboard down. You can project in front your, of me yes. and just type there instead of trying to get it all on the tiny, tiny screen. That is correct. That is one of the oh, features nice. with the, you, it, it'll have kickstands kick on the phone where it actually sits up by itself, and then okay. it will project a screen on any flat surface. Wow. But we also have holographic technologies in the phone where there should be an apparition that raises up out of the screen so you can mm. have a holographic so this is wow. the next level i mean way out there it is. and so we're but just not that far out there and we're excited not so about far it. that we're not going to be able to touch it no but far enough that it's like oh this is dope right so we're on our next step so we're looking somewhere in the first quarter of next year 2020 Great. to um get connected with all of the appropriate people that we need to get connected with mm -hmm. as far as our manufacturers so we can go ahead and get this um, innovation produced um, by the manufacturers and then distributed by the mainstream distributors. I love it. Yeah. One thing that I've heard that is really an encouragement is the fact that you did not have to have this in hand, really. No. So a lot of times people get stuck at the prototyping. Right. Right. So you went with a digital model. Right. You're going to be able to sell that right. to the distribution. Right. And that was our easiest um, way to get the, the, the concept, of the visual concept, is through a digital mm -hmm. imagery. And so we had... And when you see it, I mean, it, it looks like it's really there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so we, in the past, a couple of years ago, because we've been working on this since 2016, so this just okay. is not an overnight thing. Yeah. But we were connected with some great people before. It just didn't pan out. And that's why you have to make sure that you keep pushing forward. Really and we just found out some new ways to get what we needed to get done, done. And some you have to think outside of the box. You have to make sure that you, you're putting in the work to find new ways and uh, creative ways to get what you need to done complete it and so you know that's what we did we just chipped away at it and just made our dreams come true love it mm -hmm. before we go i, I definitely want to kind of give some credence to the nsu innovation center yes. they're bringing aboard jim franklin yeah talk about what you've been learning uh via oh, his platform oh my lord Jim Franklin is, again, my consultant. Um, he took me on in June um, of this year. But he brings so much knowledge, um, so much experience and expertise to the Innovation Center, um, helping out so many entrepreneurs, um, people with 
all kind of inventions, products, services, just to get them to understand what they need to do, what next levels that they should uh, pursue next. He's going over money, marketing, I mean, just the whole gamut. There's nothing that he left um, unturned. I learned so much from this man. I was like, okay, wow. Glad you told me because I didn't know these things. And it pushes, it pushes the individuals who are going through the Innovation Center. And it pushed me to like, oh, okay, I didn't know this. And it gives you another platform to step on so you can get to that next level. But Jim Franklin has been very instrumental with helping uh, the Innovation Center. He has courses and classes that he teaches. It's open to the public. Uh, Akosha, she's very nice and warm and kind and helpful. And um, she has her assistant there, Charlie, who they all help everyone. Um, just wow. making sure that... And the timing of it, you know, is what I'm thinking of. Right. The fact that this time last year, we we barely had an innovation center, right? So they just right. launched and bringing all these resources to bear mm-hmm. so that folks like you and I can really take advantage of them. That is exciting. It is. Yeah, it is. I feel like it is It is our time. Um, one of the things that I talk about often is how um, our community is sort of not fully integrated within the entrepreneurship ecosystem right. here. You know? Right. ODU had a great thing going mm-hmm. uh, with, with their innovation center and all of this. And you know, we were somewhat connected but not fully immersed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the NSU Innovation Center has kind of closed that gap yeah, in a lot of ways. Absolutely. It has closed the gap because uh, just from my dealings with the Innovation Center, I love the NSU Innovation Center. And I've seen so many people come through there because I was the first one in February of this year. And then when they had the grand opening in April um, on Main Street in Norfolk, I was like, oh, wow, so many people are coming now. Mm -hmm. And it it gave me a boost because I'm like, this is what is so needed. And it it integrates us all together as a unit. And we get together, we network together and see how each other are doing, see what kind of services or any kind of help that we can help one another. So it's a family um, at the Innovation Center. And I encourage anyone who is stuck in what they're doing or can't figure it out or can't find a way to get something done, I urge them to participate with the North State Innovation Center and they will not be dissatisfied at all. Wow. And is it also serving as a co-working space for you as well? So you're able to... Well, I do not work um, outside, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, inside of the Innovation Center, but there is certainly space there if someone should need to have a, um, a workspace. Mm-hmm. I believe they may rent spaces out or you can go there okay, and okay. Um, just work inside of the, the Innovation Center, ask for help or coaching mm-hmm. or information on uh, what's coming up, what kind of classes that are going to be offered or seminars for that matter and connect you with other people who are also doing pop-up shops so you can help support them as well. I love it. So is this the new direction, Teresa, or are you going to go back to Lucas Lodge or what are you thinking? Do you have other inventions in your heart? Well, yeah, that's a bittersweet thing because um, it's Lucas Lodge is my family business, and we were licensed in 1998, and I've been the human resource director over there since that time. Um, but wow. I am going to be venturing out. Uh, it's bittersweet, but it has to be done because this is a new chapter of my life. Um, so I will, you know, move away from mm-hmm. that and segue into running my own business, um, 4.0 Inventions. My son. Um, 
Ryan, who's out there in the lobby, he's oh, okay. the CFO. You should have had And my in. daughter, she's back. She's also an RN. She's back um, at Lucas Lodge. She's uh, doing some things there. Okay. But she's my COO. And so this is our chapter that we decided to embark upon. Um, but again, I am an inventor. Did not know that I was until this part of my life. But I have 49 inventions all total. Okay, and so we got to go through at least, yeah. I don't know, five to ten of them. <laughs> oh share, just share a couple of them. Okay. I mean, this is really encouraging. Yeah. Right? So, I, just real quick, why, yeah. why I'm asking you to go here. Uh-huh. Um, we're, again, we're absent in this space. Right. You know, as it relates to STEM, right. as it relates to engineering, we're mm-hmm. just not there. Mm-hmm. So to hear you say, yeah. you know, second career. Mm-hmm. You are an inventor? Yes. That's unheard of. Yeah. So, go ahead. It, hit me. it, it blindsided me, so. Yeah. But yeah. you can talk, too, about, you know, what kinds of things your father was into and, you know, how that exposure may have helped you. you well, know? And, and, it's, and it's unfortunate that I did not know that my father was an inventor. My father was not a boastful man. He was, you know, very personal and private in some mm-hmm. things that he did not share. But he passed away the day before Father's Day in 2005, I'm sorry, 2014. And then we found out he had patents and all of this stuff. I'm like, Wait, what? he had gone all the way to the extent of patenting Yes, some, some things he did, yes. And I found this out, and I'm like, oh, well, how ironic is this? Um, so I guess it's in the blood. But um, Imagine that. Yeah, and so I know he's in heaven smiling on me. And But I have... Really quickly, yeah. if you've just tuned in, uh, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street today having a fascinating conversation with Teresa Lucas, who is the founder and CEO of 4.0 Inventions LLC. Not only is she patenting a two-sided cell phone, as if one side is not enough. <laughs> For those of us that need more, right? Uh, but she's going to talk to us now about some of the other inventions that she's come up with. Yeah. Um, I hope. Yes. You want to a few, just okay. a few. I have 49 um, different inventions. Um, but the next one we're going to crank out is a gaming system. Yeah, and so we're trying to get into that competitive space with PlayStation and Xbox. So we have already formulated some plans for that um, to come to the forefront. That will be our next uh, venture out. Um, With all of my inventions, I reach across six, maybe seven different markets. So, and I'll be in several different spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't want them to think that one that the phone was just a one stop shop. Yeah, no, it isn't. We have Apple over here, right? And we we are developing uh, games and gaming systems and outside. gaming proto uh, uh, products that will also be a part of the gaming system as well. Um, Huge. Yes. I have uh, one invention that is, I call it a shoe coat. Okay. It's the shoe coat and I'm, I'm working, I've already worked on my patent drawings for the shoe coat. Um, it's for women's shoes because I, I wear heels all the time. Okay. And okay. so, you know, you always have that place on the back of your heel while it's rubbed off. Where I, I invented a coat to go over your driving shoe. Mm. And so it doesn't mess up the back of your shoes, the back of your heels, so it can stay intact. Really simple. Is it is it for when you're wearing the shoe or for when you're not wearing it? Well, we're first, we're that, the first patent drawings is for the one shoe that is 
you're driving with because you're having it leaning on the rug and it's rubbing. But we're also... So that's where that takes place? Yes, it does. See? Yes. Ooh, and so... Okay. <laughs> me, because I wear heels <laughs> all the time. And then we're also wow. working on some decorative ones that you can wear outside okay. of driving and things of that Cute. nature. I love it. Um... And uh, for babies, I have this invention called, <laughs> called bibs. Okay. And it will keep the milk when the baby is in a cradle position in the mother's or the father's arm where the milk does not uh, go around the baby's neck. Oh. So it's, it's a, um, a it's coil like a in the bib, a coil in the neck of the bib that's absorbent that will not allow the milk to slide down the baby's neck and chest and all mm-hmm. things of that nature and um let me wow. see um one more this to me sounds like the correct use of criticism yes. the correct application it's right. like i'm a person who sees gaps and things right but i'm also a person who creates solutions yeah and things. nobody That's wants a whole milky baby no <laughs> <laughs> they don't even start to smell good after a while no. like okay and so the last one um, that I will share is my um, smart steering wheel. Right, I know. And um, we're 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 really not that that far into it, but we have started developing the stages of the smart steering wheel, um, trying to get with some car manufacturers so they can implement the device, the steering wheel an actual. It would be our steering wheel where you can um, put your fingerprint on there like your thumb or like the biometrics mm-hmm. which is used in phones nowadays mm-hmm. to where as if someone even tries to take your car it wouldn't start and if you don't have your fingerprint there it will not even be able to be hotwired so we're working on those technologies as well beautiful right wow congratulations thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's phenomenal yeah so, and we and we just have a barrage because I'm like I am not a techie. So if those folk out there who feel that I can't do this because I'm not a technology person, I'm not either. Just get you grab you up some good people grab and say, hey, help people. me with this. Yeah, it sounds like you've built several teams in order yes, to. Yes, yes, I've, I've maneuvered to uh, gather a great group of people around me who assist me and um, a lot of different things. And so your your piece, the role you play, mm-hmm. is strictly I'm the thinker, the thought leader. <laughs> I'm the thinker. Wow. So you didn't draw for any of the patents, none of that. No, I I can draw um, because okay. I am artistic. Um, okay. I found out at a young age that I could really draw, but hmm. the way the U.S. U.S. well the United States Patent and Trademark Office is that they have to be professionally drawn at it, so it has to be to scale on right. something, so it just can't be sketched. So um, and that aspect I have my patent drawings done professionally and then make sure that um, I get everything back to send to the USPTO for patenting okay mm-hmm. well how's that process we've got just a couple minutes oh my what Lord. is it like Jesus. working with them just give us the real I noticed that there are a couple of companies now that are kind of designed to help people to navigate that because it's yeah. not the most easy process it is not the easiest process but at it's worth it all it is very worth it and yeah. a lot of people they see someone who has a patent and say oh i'm gonna file for a patent well yeah the year that i filed for the patent for the smartphone just for that space five hundred thousand plus patents were issued for tech products mm. out of that five hundred thousand plus only 52 people 
received a patent and I was one of those mm. people. So it's not really easy, but you can go on the United States Patent and Trademark Office website. It's a government website, mm-hmm. .gov, mm-hmm. And, and, and fill it around. Do a patent search to see if what you think you have out there is something that is not already developed. Because just because you don't see it in a space that you feel that you fit in doesn't mean that it hasn't already been patented. So you would have to go on the United States Patent and Trademark Office and do a, a hard search because Google is not going to do it. Gotcha. Um, it's not the easiest website to manipulate, mm-hmm. um, but there is a number that they call that you can call, anyone can call, and they will help you. And they will let you know what paperwork it is that you need. Because all the forms look the same to me. I'm mm. like, hey, y'all, I need <laughs> I need words. some help. Because which form is it? Because yes. they do um, look similar. And so I would tell them to start there and and, and just figure, it, figure out what you need to do. They will take your call. They will spend as much time with you on the phone um, mm. as, you need. as you need. And you can call back as many times as you want. But the patenting process is a, di- it's a, it's a difficult process. I'm not going to tell anybody that it's easy. But if you want it bad enough you don't you shouldn't have to worry about it gotcha. and if you believe in yourself enough you'll dig until you get there and that's what I did and that's what we've been doing I established my business in 2015 but we've been working on the smartphone since 2016 and here we are in 19 so you know I just didn't stop I, I just have that I will not be defeated attitude and we're going to keep on until this develops that's beautiful mm-hmm. wow I was going to ask, how could you be reached? But I realized you're not going B to C. You're B to B in terms of your... Well, not at this point. Yeah. Um, we're still uh, still creating some websites and all these things Good. of this nature because by us getting a licensing deal for the smartphone, there's really nothing that we're going to have to do. Right, right. Um, and so, but we're still building because at some point we do plan on having our office space and hiring Good. people okay. in, with that fit in our space and uh, start developing our own products. And so we won't have to outsource um, so many things because I do plan to have a full development team and every nuance that goes along with it um, so we can get it to the next level. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Is there any social media in terms of how you can be reached where people can follow and kind of keep abreast of your progress? Yes. As we're wrapping up? Yes. We can, you can follow us on Facebook at 4.0 Inventions um, LLC or you can follow us on Instagram at 4.0 Inventions LLC. Um, those are the only two pro platforms that we follow. You can follow me on my personal Facebook page, Teresa Lucas Lamb on Facebook and I'm also Teresa Lucas on LinkedIn. Perfect. 4.0 Inventions LLC on Facebook and Instagram. Teresa Lucas Lamb on LinkedIn. Teresa Lucas on LinkedIn. Teresa Lucas, I'm sorry. Teresa Lucas Lamb on Facebook. Got it. And 4.0 Inventions on Facebook and on Instagram. Perfect. Teresa, wow. You just blew my whole mind. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to be up all night thinking about how I can bring some of these ideas to market, yeah, right? Yeah, it's easy. You can call me. I'll give you, Appreciate I'll point you in, a direction, in the direction that you need to go. Fantastic. I'm helping a few people now um, to toggle through what they need to do. So, you know, if information to me is free mm-hmm. because we always supposed to help someone else anyway. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Wow, I appreciate your heart. Thank, Thank you. you. I certainly, you know, would love to have you back. As, Thank you. I would love to come back. As this licensing deal happens right. and we go mainstream with the product, right. I would love for you to share your story on the show again. Absolutely. I would love to come back. And thank you Perfect. so much for having me. Um, I, I just was so warm to know that you would have me to be on your show. Of course. I appreciate you being here. When the conversation is good and the friends are even better, you'll find a wine that brings it all together. Shoe Crazy Wine. Remember that name. Shoe Crazy Wine. Available at Costco, Kroger, and these other fine retailers. Peace. I'm your brother, Crook. I have a new podcast called Snatched. Sorry. You're about to get snatched. It's the best of my YouTube channel from TV. In audio mastered format. Snatch and run! On Blueberry, Android, the Edgy Podcast, Stitcher, Digital Podcast, and Speaker. Ever experienced what snatching is like? And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome, welcome back to the 65th edition of Black Wall Street today. We've had a fun time. And so I just want to share a couple of things to those of you who are solopreneurs. Uh, maybe you have a vision like that of Miss Teresa Lucas. Uh, some ideas for you to consider, particularly as we head into 2020 um, to, to bring about some success in your business. First, if you want to be a successful solopreneur, expand your skill sets. Right? Because you're solely responsible for every aspect of your business, that forces you to tackle all the problems that will inevitably arise in every area. Number two, control your brand. As a solopreneur, you are the brand. You're the one responsible for your public identity. So this means that it's up to you to promote your brand identity to the public. Very big deal. Number three, make what you are worth. That means take the time to find out what that is. Few people in corporate America think that they're actually getting paid what they're worth. As a solopreneur, your compensation is directly related to your efforts. There are truly no limits on the income of a solopreneur. Next, have a solid plan. Just like any business, it's important that you set goals both long and short term so that you can measure your progress. To that end, you should develop a mission statement and a vision statement that you can refer to down the road. Your plan needs to include, one, how you're going to grow your business. Two, how are you planning for that growth, right? So it's one thing to grow your business. It's another thing to have a plan for when you inevitably grow. Number three, how do you plan to create passive income? Find out what passive income is. Okay, number four, will you be expanding by adding additional products or services? Next, you don't have to go it alone. There are a ton of other solopreneurs out there willing to take on the task that you can't or just don't want to do. Also, find an association to become a part of. Don't be afraid to pivot. Be willing to adjust your priorities, goals, and even your vision of the company to correspond with these changes. Right? Whatever the market demands is what you need to be providing, not just the thing that you want to do. After all, this is one area where you as a solopreneur have a huge advantage over your larger competitors. You can pivot. Last, this is the best friend of solopreneurs, and that's automation. You should always try and automate as much of the work as possible. Use email autoresponders to market to customers. Use sales funnels to acquire customers and sell products. Use social media scheduling software to make regular posts. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. 
I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Phenomenal. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black.
Picardy.